Happy fall, everyone. It's Melissa, and I am the founder of A Yogi Kitchen and Pantry. And this is Off the Mat. This is where we talk about the philosophy of yoga, the spirituality of yoga, the lessons that we learn in our asana practice and how they translate into the rest of our lives. I'm really, really happy to be here. I am coming to you from Lawrence, Kansas today. Ooh, I feel like a radio DJ. Um, And I just couldn't be happier to be here. It just feels so good to be back in... This is basically my hometown. For the last eight or so years, I've split my time. But since the pandemic, I really have been in Lawrence, Kansas most consistently. And I just was in Chicago for five months. And I hadn't planned on being there for so long. And a lot of it was out of my control. And um, I was a little bit scared of coming back, of this new normal, my life without my mom in it, and what that feels like being back in my regular routine. Um, So I put off coming back a little bit. Um, Every time something would come up, I'd say, oh, that's okay. So my partner had a funeral and he had a couple family things come up that I said, that's okay. We can stay a few more days and a few more days turned into a few more weeks, but I'm back and it has been hard. Um, The grief was sort of suspended because I was outside of my regular schedule, my regular routine, seeing my regular friends. And now I'm back And it's a different world. And it's not a bad thing. Um, It is what it is. But it's, it's a bit of a mind fuck right now figuring out who I am going forward in this world um, with no parents. I just never thought that I would be someone in my mid 50s whose parents would be gone. Um, I have friends, I have a friend who's about to turn 70 and her mom just died last year. And so I just thought that was going to be my reality. Um, So like I said, it's not good or bad. It just is. Uh, But I'm still trying to figure all this out. So I'm asking you guys for some help. We're going to talk about the year. We're talking about what's coming up. I've been thinking a lot about gratitude and privilege. And I have so much gratitude for this last year, despite how much crazy stuff has happened. Um, I have gratitude because... I was really deeply practicing rest and slowing down before my mom got sick. So that when that all happened, and I've mentioned this here before, but when it all happened, I was in a really good headspace for it. I could put it into perspective. I didn't make her having a stroke about me or her dying about me. Um, Of course, you know, now I'm doing my interpersonal work around that. But it was also about my siblings. It was about us coming together as family. It was... um, you know, being able to hold my mom's hand and just sit with her for hours at a time. And sometimes I had to hold her hand because her delirium was such that she would try and pull out her IVs and her feeding tube. And so, you know, just sitting there holding her hand and having no resentment, having no feelings of my own about me, just being able to hold my hand and hold her, her hand and hold space for her and say, mom, it's okay. Like, I know this sucks and it's going to suck for a while, but you're going to be okay. And even though she died, she was okay and it is okay. And really helping her understand that. And I, I think on a deeper level, she's not that kind of person at all. If something goes wrong, my mom could be very, um, I don't know the word about it, uh, very defeatist about things, very like, and if everything wasn't perfect, she thought there was something wrong. Like, 
Oh, well, yes, but, and there was always a but. So I think towards the end, she really did understand, like, whatever happens, whether you live, whether you die, everything is going to be okay. And um, I just got to hold that space for her. And I just have such gratitude for that. And again, this is all that practice of resting and slowing down and stopping, stopping the go, go, go that kept me in that crazy headspace so much of the time. And when things would happen, and sometimes they were just little things, I would get instantly overwhelmed. I, I have to say that if someone were to ask me today, what is the number one thing that I can do for my mental health? Because I work with a lot of people who have anxiety and depression and PTSD and trauma are, are healing from trauma. I would say the number one answer is rest. Sleep, nap, get in the tub, go for long walks, whatever it is you have to do to rest. It is the most healing thing. And this last week... I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you about my weekend. Um, I just, I went to my alma mater, Grinnell College in Grinnell, Iowa, and walked out of the first dinner. We got there at like five and went directly to the like kickoff dinner for the multicultural reunion for 2023 and just met all these people who are so amazing, who are doing such amazing things at the college for the college and in their lives away from the college. So some were other alum, but we also got to meet like the president and the new vice president and the dean and the dean of students. And they're all women, women of color, some of them. And it just, it felt so good. It felt very different. Um, than going to college in the 80s and 90s. And I went to a drag show on campus, which is like one of the hottest events of the year. And these students were screaming for the drag show performers. And I just was in tears. And I told the Dean of Students this, and my, my partner asked, like, what's going on? And I said, because I remember what it was like to be queer on campus in the late 80s and 90s. And I have friends who after college died from AIDS. And if they could see this, how open and affirming and just supportive this campus is of each other, it is just really flooring. And so I walked out of that first dinner and also the drag show, everything I went to, but especially that first dinner hit me like a ton of bricks. I turned to Steven and I said, Honey, I am so privileged. Like, wow, I am privileged to be part of this community. And I owe a lot back to this community. Um, and so I've made some commitments about my my college and, and showing up for it that I'll talk about, I'm sure, in the future. But um, it's just was an amazing experience. And the beauty of it, too, is in the past, in past years, you leave reunion and you're exhausted because you're talking so much, you're doing all these things. And then every night there's lots of like partying going on. And this time the space in town that we used to call was was called the bar um, didn't card. So students, it was a student hangout and we all went and drank beer in like 88 at 18 years old or nine, 18, 19 years old. Um and uh, it had been closed for many, many years. That space was closed. And now it's a new place called the Speakeasy, I believe. And people were hanging out and I didn't feel the need. I didn't have that fear of missing out. So one day, Stephen and I went back to our hotel and we took a nap, a long nap. Um, each night, we were kind of back in our hotel room fairly early, like 9, 30, 10, whereas other people were 
out partying and and we're of an age that means like midnight not like three in the morning um but I just was able to continue my rust and slowing down practice in the midst of this really whirlwind weekend and don't feel bad about it feel like okay that was a great weekend and it was the weekend that I made it it didn't need to be like making sure I constantly am connected you know for 12 hours a day and out partying because I used to party with some of these people. Um, it felt good. It felt really nice and it felt very privileged. So I've been thinking about gratitude and privilege a lot. I've been thinking about my whole year, um, and this rest and slowing down practice. And we talked about it. Oh, and the most amazing thing is Grinnell teaches a class on rest. It is a class that's open only to first years. It's like an elective. They get to choose it. And they are reading Rest is Resistance. So that was really fun and cool to find out. I was just at a luncheon and there was a student there who was talking about, we call them tutorials, these classes. She was talking about her tutorial and talking about how it's all about rest and, you know, decolonizing and how we are dismantling the patriarchy and capitalism and white supremacy and ableism and homophobia through our collective care and our community care and our rest practice. And... She didn't say those words, but she just said, you know, this class is about rest. And I said, oh, are you reading Rest is Resistance? And her eyes popped open wide, like, what, you've heard of this book? And so I turned to this table of of mixture of staff and, and community members and students, and I said, this book has changed my life. And I told them about the book and how it's dismantling. And everyone's like, oh, wow, like, I wish I could take this class. So um, there may be, like, a alum staff, like, book club or something that reads the book. I don't know. But it was really exciting. Um, And so going forward, I realize how healing this practice has been for me and the importance in my life. So it's not, um, nor should it be for anyone, uh, a practice that like, this is a fad, this is a trend. This is my new way of going forward. And it is the new way that a yoga kitchen will be, um, how we will support you all, um, how we'll come together. So my word for the year was ease. And I've really, really, and I've invited you to practice that word with me and to practice rest. And I can't remember other words that have been in there thrive. And we're really going to stay along this path of just like, this is Trisha Hersey's manifesto. I'm adopting it, man. I'm rereading the book right now and just going, wow, this is even bigger and deeper than I thought it was. So with that in mind, this weekend, I'm taking a little more time to figure out the schedule. This next couple days of classes, next week of classes, we're going to do Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m., lay down and roll around yoga. And then we're going to do 8.30 p.m. on Monday, restorative yoga, which is a chance to really slow down, really rest, heal through being still. And it is the most healing kind of yoga that I know. We're on Zoom and that's it for right now. Um, I am talking with organizations in town about some in-person classes and we'll see. We'll see if I do an in-person class or not. Um, I am going to take a break from the sunrise classes for right now. And I'm asking you guys, what do you want to see? My initial thought is, what if I only teach two classes? But then that gives me the time to really slow down and rest and do more workshops 
um, both online and in person. And so I wanted to talk about what that could look like. What workshops are you missing? I haven't taught this in a million years, but I used to teach a workshop called Passion Yoga Workshop. And it was all about sort of connecting to your heart, connecting to your true self, and really being clear about what's important to you and what's um what are you passionate about? And back in the day, passion was sort of a big buzzword. And um, I taught it a few times and it was never really well attended, but it was attended. And I never really thought about it again. And about three, four years ago, I ran into someone who was like, I don't know if you remember me. And I said, your face is very familiar, but I don't remember your name. And she told me your name and said, I came to your passion yoga workshop and it was wonderful. She's like, I just loved that workshop so much. And I was floored. I was like, okay, I need to hand out like feedback papers more often because I had no idea. My feeling about not handing out like sheets for people to for- fill out is they're in their space and they're processing and they're synthesizing. And so I don't want to bug them by like, can you please give me your feedback? But I realized like maybe I should have, because if I had heard that back then, maybe I would have kept teaching it. So if there's something like that and passion yoga might be coming up in this next year, we'll see, maybe two years. Um, if there's something like that, something I taught a long time ago, something I've never taught that you're like, oh, I wonder if Melissa would be interested in teaching this. If there's a community event that you want to be involved in, we are cooking next week for um, together with Sunrise Project for our community meal. Um, I am asking yogis to bake. Uh, we were, the yogis were taking over dessert and we stopped doing it because we didn't stop doing it, but Melissa Freiberger, the director of Sunrise Project, wanted to support me in having to be away for so long and be with my mom and my family. And she said, do not worry about desserts. She's like, we will manage it. So um, whether we go back as the yogis doing it or continue to do it the way it's being done now, which is just, if you are a community member and you would like to bake, please go to the website and volunteer. Um, Before I was just managing it on my own, like texting people and saying, would you, and getting a list of people who are going to bake. And I'm happy to do it this easier way. Um, It definitely has more ease doing it this way. So uh, if you want more things like that, more community events that either we can, we can facilitate or we can join. Uh, We've also been doing free veggie lunch with ECM at KU. Um, It is a weekly lunch. It's usually, it is vegan. It's always vegan now at least. And they've been doing it for 35 years. And so the yogis have been showing up um, to help out sometimes, but really consistently to go to lunch and support the free veggie lunch. It's a community event, even though it says ECM at KU, which is Ecumenical Campus Ministries at KU. It is for the entire community. It is not a campus organization. It is a community organization that happens to be on campus. So um, if there's things like that you want to see, if you want to see us do a book club, if you'd like to see us um, do more food drives, like there's a pantry at my house and I'm going to start talking about food drives maybe this week, we'll see. Um, And we're doing hats from the heart. If you want to collect hats or if you want to crochet or knit hats and you want to do more projects like that, I am really open. Um, I really am excited about 2024. Uh, 2023 has been a hell of a year, but I feel like I've been saying that since like 2016. Like I remember when 2016 came around, people were like, oh, 
2015 was a hellish year. Like, can we just have some ease this year? And then 2016 was hard. And honestly, I don't think I even remember 2017. 2018, I had the year of death. 2019, my partner had a stroke. It just, and then 2020 was the pandemic and it just feels like it doesn't stop. Oh, I'm so glad you're still here. I, um was speaking and when I finished looked down at my screen and there was nothing there and I thought oh I got cut off and I don't even know how much of that got recorded so it sounds like everything's good. I'm shooting a little bit from the hip right now for like a week or so so if you'll just bear with me um, I'm gonna record in the next day or so the card that I picked for us for right now um, it's going to be up on social media. So if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, those are the social medias I'm on. Once in a while, I post something to Pinterest. Or if you go to the blog post, yogikitchen.wordpress.com. Um, and I'm going to start posting them on the website too, yogikitchen.com. I'll post the pictures of the cards that I pick. But right now... What I want to do is just do a little more shooting from the hip, but I know it's been months and months of you guys being patient with me, and I so appreciate it. What we're going to focus on for this moment for a few days is our privilege and our gratitude. So privilege is kind of a loaded word, and it means something different to all people or to each person. Um, I grew up very privileged in a very traditional way. Money, success, and the success wasn't mine. <laughs> the success was my parents that, you know, kind of sprinkled down to me. I'm a doctor's daughter. Um, I went to private schools, like that kind of success or that kind of privilege. And now I feel really different. Um, I feel like, you know, I can mostly pay my bills. I can, you know, mostly take care of the things I want to in life. If there's something that I want, um, I don't feel like a lot of stuff is out past what I can afford. Um, but also my wants are very right sized for me and who I am in this world. And I think that's something that's really shifted over the years. Um, I have a lot of privilege in that, I get to be part of an amazing organization, Sunrise Project. When I started working for Sunrise Project, I told Melissa, this to me is an internship. Like, I want to show up as much as I can for you, do as much as, you know, I have energy and motivation for, and I want to see how to do what you do, how you built this community that's so beautiful with people from all walks of life. And I feel very privileged to have extended that and to have shifted my own business, a yogi kitchen, into something that I'm really proud of, that we're a community, we're a yoga family. Um, and I feel guilty sometimes because you don't, you all don't always see it. I feel like you're my family but you're not always each other's family. So I'm really looking forward to spending time in this next year or so creating more community. And I want to hear from you guys what that means for you. And so privileged that I can create a community. Like I come from a world where unless there's like a million letters behind your name and you have a certain amount of money in your bank account, the idea has been, who the hell are you? Who the hell do you think you are? Like, you don't get to do this. You're not the expert. And luckily, 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 my dear, dear mentor, Suzanne Chapik, 
grew up this 70s hippie and she just taught me to do whatever you want. And I didn't really take that lesson to heart for a while. A while. It took me a while to get through some of my imposter syndrome to say, yeah, you know what? I am going to do whatever I want. And there's going to be people that resonates with and they can come with me along this journey. And there's going to be people who are like, who the hell is she? And those people are not my people and they can go do whatever. And I don't have to be worried about trying to attract every single person in the world. I don't have to be everything to everyone. I can just have this business on my own, this community on my own and enjoy the people who choose to be part of it. And that is privilege. That is immense privilege. I have so much gratitude for all the people who've taught me, the Melissa's in the world, the Suzanne Chapik, who is my teacher, um, the therapists. I've had lots of therapists over the years who helped me through my imposter syndrome, who helped me get clear with what's true and real for me, for my partner, who I couldn't have this life if I didn't have a partner. Um, you know, I need all of the support, the love, the caring, the, the, the you go get them girl, the bank account, the everything that's involved in having a partner. I couldn't do what I do without that. And I couldn't be me, this variation or this variant of me that I am without my Steven. So I have so much gratitude for that. Um, so we're just going to stick with gratitude and privilege. Like I said, this weekend, we are doing Saturday morning and Monday evening. So not really a weekend, but our weekend here. And um, I'm going to be writing. I'm going to be recording more. And we'll see if it feels right to add stuff. Still in 2023. Or if we feel like we want to hold on, kind of float this way. And then in January, pick up and do more classes or do more community work or whatever it is. Um, oh, I almost forgot having said that. Part of our community collection care that we were starting to do earlier in the year that got put on hold while I was gone is our community potluck. So the last first Sunday of the year is December 3rd. We are meeting at my home and I hope that you will join us. This is community care on a couple of different levels. The one level is a lot of us who are part of a Yogi Kitchen community are really active in our communities. We're really active as for like the Lawrence, Kansas community, in our work-life communities, in our family community, whether that's extended family, like that includes neighbors or whatever. You know, a lot of people are, oh, my neighbor's been in the hospital. I've been taking over two meals a week for the last six weeks. That is community care. We are community caregivers and we need a break too. So whether you are a doctor or a nurse or a teacher, and that's where you're giving community care or whether you do a lot of volunteering, however it works for you, come join us for community potluck. Make something that you love for the holidays because it is the only time we're going to meet this holiday season is December 3rd and make it up so that you can share. So that's the second part of our community care is then after we have had tea or coffee or water or whatever, and our, I always provide those things. Maybe I'll make some kind of, oh, maybe I'll make like a mulled juice or maybe we'll even have mulled wine this time. I don't know. We've never done that. Maybe I'll do something like that. Um, my mom's family is Swedish and in the past I've made glog. So maybe I'll make a, a non-alcoholic version of glog. 
or I think it's actually pronounced glug. But um, after we all do that and we connect and we laugh and we eat really yummy food, then we take boxes and put the food together. I walk it downtown. Well, no, I drive downtown, then I walk Mass Street and I hand out food to the unhoused people, especially the ones I, I keep an eye on, like I share our love with consistently. But if I meet new people, it's a great way. When you have food and you say, hi, my name is Melissa and I have some food with me. Would you like a meal? People light up. They are so happy, so excited. And sometimes when I'm doing it for sunrise, I have my sunrise t-shirt on or my sweatshirt. They know I'm coming. They see me. They're like, oh, sunrise. And I'm like, I'm Melissa. Would you like some, um, would you like some food? Would you like a, a meal today? And it's just a great way to be part of the community, to meet new people, to show people that we care. Some people who are unhoused and are living like literally on a street, they don't get anyone who looks at them in the eye in a day, who smiles at them. And it's just, it's so important. There's this really wonderful chef. I can't think of him right now, his name right now. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I, I just adore him. And he's very community oriented and he's very much interested in feeding people. And he says the act of handing someone food or placing it in front of them, smiling at them, looking at them in the eye and say, please enjoy your meal is really powerful. And I've always taken that. Mosimo, Mosimo Baturo is his name. <laughs> um, he's an Italian chef. Uh, that's really powerful. And it's one of my most favorite things to do is handing out meals when we're at sunrise, which is for in our entire community, regardless of your income, regardless of your ability to eat meals anywhere else. You can have the ability to eat a meal at the most expensive place in town or Kansas City and still come to our community meal at Lawrence. It's for the entire community. But that ability to hand someone a meal and say, please enjoy. Thank you. I made this with love. Um, so I do that. I walk down Mass Street after our potluck and then whatever I don't hand out, it just depends, goes into the fridge at the front porch pantry at Sunrise Project. So I hope you'll join us. And if you are far away and you cannot join us, you are always welcome to go to the website and donate. I get donations from people on a monthly basis and I sort of round up those donations, adding, you know, whatever I can to it. And, um, those donations help us feed people and clothe people. Uh, there are some people who are paying donations for their class. They're making a donation when they come to class. And I have a handful of people who just make a monthly donation. And sometimes it's just 10 bucks. Sometimes it's 30 bucks. And it makes a huge difference. I mean, right there, those two people, I get 40 bucks a month, 40 bucks worth of plant-based cooking ingredients goes a long way to feeding people. And this last couple months where I haven't been around, that money's been adding up. So we are, you know, going to feed a lot of people these cold winter months. And the, the, the extreme weathers are the times when I'm most concerned about feeding people. And that might be ridiculous, but for me, that's true. I don't care about the holidays. Um, in fact, I was just talking to someone who was like, I'm getting this flood of calls, people who want to volunteer for the holidays. What can we do for the holidays? And I'm like, don't. What you can do for the holidays is take care of the people around you and show up in July because that's what we need. We don't need anyone else to, not we, but our communities, the organizations that are helping our community, they don't need more volunteers in November and December. They need volunteers in April, volunteers in September. That's when 
you know, people get tired of helping out. Oh, I helped out through the holidays and I'm done. Or people are like, I'm traveling. And so we need people to step in at those times. Um, so, okay, now I'm on this like little tangent, but, um, so yeah, I'm not like, we'll do our regular stuff. November, December, January, February is when I'm most concerned about very consistently providing meals to people. Once we get to the, like the easier months, I don't get as, I don't know what the word is. I don't get as worried about people. I think, all right, food is an issue, but when it's beautiful out, all the other issues kind of fall away and food feels like it's not as big of an issue. It's, it's easier for them to access. It's easier to walk to Sunrise Project um, in April than it is in January. So in January, people may not be able to get to places like Sunrise. Um, they may not have that transportation. But in April, it might take a while, but they can walk it. It is possible. Um, so I'm kind of, again here, I'm on my tangent. Um, so those are the times, the colder weather. And then again, when it gets really hot, when it's 105, that's when I really worry about people too. I worry about people who carry all their things with them and have to walk down Mass Street to get to sunrise and it's 105 degrees. And I am wearing my shorts and t-shirt, not carrying anything and think I might have a heart attack any moment because I hate the heat and humidity. That's when I worry about people. So for right now, we're just going to do our regular stuff and it's going to amp up a little bit as it gets cold out. And um, again, when it gets warm out. So if you are far away and you cannot contribute um, by giving us food or helping us cook, go to the website, make a donation. Okay. I feel like I've exhausted it all. I've talked about everything that was on my brain. And sometimes that's what this is. It's a brain dump for me to feel connected to you guys. And I love the feedback I get because there are times where I feel like I've babbled and talked about random things. And then one of you will text me and be like, oh my God, your last podcast episode was awesome. Thank you so much. I'm like, okay, they don't care when I babble. They like it. It only feels weird to me because I'm self-conscious about it. Um, Seven eight five seven six zero five four one two. If you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you're like, yes, I would love a Tuesday morning six a.m. class. Could you do that? And at this point in my life, right this minute, my answer is yes, I can do it. I don't know that I can do it every single week, but we can start off doing it. I can commit to two weeks of doing it, and then let's revisit. Or I can do it as a pop up. Text me the day before. And we'll see where I am. And I'll do it as a pop-up. And pop-ups are always going to be available. Private sessions are always available. It's just the regular classes that I've been doing for the last few months that um, we're just taking a step back from and just doing those two classes, Saturday morning and Monday evening. Have a fantastic day. And thank you for loving and supporting me and loving and supporting our community. I have so much gratitude for all of you. And it is an absolute privilege to serve you through a yogi kitchen. Have a great, great day.